Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno, and alongside me is my brother, Tyler. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. So, yeah, everyone listening probably, probably right now is like, what the heck is going on? First off, why is this labeled as episode number four, not number three? And also, why so long between episodes? Well. It was just a series of unfortunate events cascading. So the first one is, is actually pretty funny. Um, so we actually did record an entire third episode. And turns out the technical error, we didn't get any of it on tape. <laughs> so wah, we, wah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the classic. I sent it to Tyler and he's like, there's nothing here. And I'm like, what do you mean there's nothing here? Uh, yeah, so, it, was, it was basically a one second recording of, all right. And that was gone. So sorry about that, guys. We uh, we we tried our best to recover it. It happens. We're new to podcasting, and uh, we are uh, making sure it won't happen again. But uh, thank you for your patience. Yeah, sad to see some lost content, but uh, you know what? It, it happened. So that was uh, one week we lost, and then we had a series of family emergencies to deal with, including sadly a loss in the family. So we uh, couldn't record during that time period either. So. It was just one thing or another. So apologies about that up front. We're going to try and remain a bit more consistent from now on. Um, we hadn't really dis- dis- discussed a-, a schedule yet. However, we want to commit to a more regular cadence. So we're from now on, we're going to aim for every, Tuesday, every other Tuesday, we'll drop a new podcast. So this will be the start of that tempo, and then two weeks we'll do it again so thank you for for sticking it out with us and we apologize for the little blip in our release schedule yes absolutely but thank you you know we appreciate you guys coming back and listening to the first especially you know the initial response to the first two episodes we've been so excited to see that number go up and and you know get feedback from our friends family about you know our podcast what they like what they we can make better and so continue to interact with us and you know let us know what you think what you want to hear about um because there's been a lot to talk about in video gaming which we'll certainly talk about today um but yeah we just we want to hear back from you guys get your feedback and and address you know the most relevant information that's happening mhm yeah uh first i do want to try and do like a really quick recap of what we talked about in the 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 quote-unquote lost episode (laughs) nothing too too in-depth we did we did talk about patching which was the original uh, goal of that but we mostly talked about remnant 2 so i i do want to talk about that a little bit before we move on to our more current uh you know information yeah I think that's a really good place to start, mainly because one, you know, episode two, we talked about Remnant 2 being a highly anticipated game. And funny enough, since uh, episode two, we've had a chance to play several of our most anticipated games. Um, But Remnant 2 is a game, as you guys um, heard in episode two, I really knew nothing about. Um, Alex was really excited for it. We chatted about it and got into some details. Well, to be perfectly honest, I was I was absolutely floored. Um, Alex and I easily put in over 30, 40 hours in the first couple of weeks on that game. We beat it. We played a lot of co-op together. We played a lot of solo. Um, an incredible game um, with without a doubt. Um, what were your initial thoughts, Alex? I love it. I think it's an amazing game. I think that co-op games are underappreciated right now. 
and the ones that are out are sometimes miss either they miss the beat or they go under the radar. And so I'm so glad to have a really fun co-op experience that reminds me and I do not say this lightly, reminds me of the old days where we would play like Godlet Dark Legacy and yeah, Dungeons and Dragons Heroes, right? It had such a feel of that dungeon crawler, but like character building while being also a beautiful game with really compelling, um, you know, combat and class structures. I mean, like, you know, of course, we we could spend the whole 45 minutes today talking about mm -hmm. um, talking about an in-depth analysis of the game. But just a few things that stood out to me that were just so impressive was one um the way that the archetypes it's, it's essentially your class in that game the way the archetypes worked was just so fun and you start out with one and you get to know it but then you quickly are able to have the ability to have a second archetype and so not only that but besides the what, four or five starting archetypes there was like I want to say four or five secret archetypes mm -hmm. that you could unlock through in-game activities. And so that like old school style, like play to unlock more and then you can, you know, customize your character. It was just so fun. It just felt mm -hmm. so good to finally be able to like have some freedom with your character. And not only that, but you could change your archetype like mid, mid level. Like it was, there was not yeah, no on the fly. On Yep. So it was so, you know, maybe I was playing with Alex, I'd switch to a different archetype that more complemented a, a two-person playstyle. Well, and you um, had two. You could do two at the same time, so you could make yep. builds around that, but you never felt like you were restricted because you could change them on the fly. So you're like, all right, is this working? It's not working. Switch it up, switch it up, switch it up. And then we'd find something that works, and it was awesome. Yeah, I was so impressed by that just initially. It's not like they were overly complex or anything like that. It was they were pretty, you know, fairly simple classes. But, you know, just on top of that, you had this incredible uh kind of what do we call it? It's it's not a random generalization uh, uh, not, you know, it's not a RNG level creation, but there was this sort of modular aspect to the way the levels were designed. So you would you would basically go into your career mode or your adventure mode, and they would generate this, these maps with certain pre-done assets. But, and although, like you know, for the first for the first maps Alex and I played, they were in the same quote world, so it was kind of the same elements that you saw there. But we had completely different quest lines, and so I was just amazed by the mm -hmm. functionality of being able to, like generate these very detailed beautiful levels but they still were so unique and the mm -hmm. replayability was just unbelievable yeah it made it feel fresh every time you played it and it's like we definitely we can talk about this too where we would kind of hunt down certain items that we wanted for builds and stuff like that but we would refresh everything uh to to get that build and it would feel like a whole new run and a f whole new game because, you know, like, I don't know what quest lines I'm going to get this time. I don't know what combination of dungeons that were going to be, you know, generated into my world and stuff like that. So it was really fun and refreshing to kind of have it like it wasn't so different that you it you were like rerolling re the world like a thousand times or anything like that to try and get the right one. But it was just different enough that it didn't feel like repetitive. Right. And yep. you're not like, oh, this is the same old stuff, same old thing I've seen the whole time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It never felt that way. 
And I mentioned this in, in our last episode, you know, the only game that I can think of that did this that well is, is has to be Diablo 2. Because uh-huh. in Diablo 2, it had a similar system where there was certain landmarks, and for anyone who's played the game, you know what I'm talking about. There were certain <clears throat> landmarks that had certain calculated conditions that always had to be met. Sometimes it had to be facing the northern direction or whatever, you know. Um, but everything else around that was able to be randomly generated. And so it creates this amazing diversity in the game that feels so replayable. And, you know, nowadays in these 3D generated, you know, beautiful landscapes we make, that is such a hard thing to ask for. Mm-hmm. And I just think they did a, almost damn near perfect job with that. Yeah, the game is so fun. And I mean, just jumping in and out of each other's games was very nice. And like being able to say like, hey, I'm just grinding out this thing or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm jumping in to do this. Oh, hey, I, I need to do this. And it was just like never once. And, and even so, OK, so never once did it feel like we were conflicting, like our, yep. our goals were ever conflicting. And on top of that, it did not matter if I'm level one and you're level 30 you can still get something out of it and I still get something out of it. And so, and it does a really interesting job of, of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like adjusting the difficulty. So you're not like the level 30 guy wasn't like destroying everyone while the level one guy was like doing no damage or vice versa. It was, yep. I mean, you, it, there was obviously like benefits to being a higher level, but it, it, it adjusted it in a nice way that you weren't, I don't know. You didn't feel unbalanced. Ever. Scaling didn't feel wrong. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It felt exactly. balanced. <clears throat> and that does, <clears throat> excuse me, that does remind me, you know, I thought it did a really good job. So this is, it's labeled as a Souls-like, as we discussed mm-hmm. um, in our previous episode. Um, but, you know, one of my biggest criticisms of all Souls-like games is I just cannot stand the way that co-op is done. <laughs> I understand <laughs> why it's is done co-op. the way it is. You Right. But, like, sometimes you just want to jump into a game with someone for five minutes, have fun with them, and leave. Mm-hmm. And in this game, you can do that. It's that hop-in, hop-out, shared experience, shared items. Mm-hmm. You know, in Dark Souls, you know, if any Dark Souls players out there or Elden Ring, you know, you know how that is tied to an item, tied to this, you know, specific conditions in certain places, allows for invasions, all that stuff. And and personally, that just, that system doesn't, appeal to me um and the way that remnant handled it was so much more um mm-hmm. uh you know adjustable and and you know flexible yeah. i guess is the word yeah. I'm looking and for. they both have you know their strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that but for what this game is trying to be which is a fun co-op rpg kind of experience like it totally nails it uh the yeah and like it's souls like uh it's very it is very hard the bosses are very difficult but a lot of like dark souls purists are gonna be like blah blah you know like it is not anything like this and it's like okay okay like i i get it we're we're being pretty liberal with the word there but like yeah it you know it has the the camp the 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 fires and uh the campfires and stuff like that and then it has right the checkpoint system it has the the difficult enemies you have so many healing potions you can use per time like it's it it has those similarities but it totally nails it it's super fun if you haven't tried out or seen remnant 2 highly recommend picking that game up it's super fun and none of it is tied behind a paywall (laughs) which is sad to say it's like when you were saying like oh 
you know, it has this old school secret classes thing. And I'm thinking like, is that old school? I was like, holy shit, because nowadays you'd be buying that crap. It'd be like, Correct. oh, there's another unlockable class. Pay $5 for it. And I'm thinking like, where have we fallen so far right. that we can't have a good old secret in a game anymore? It just played that so well. Um, and, you know, I know, you know, nowadays we're in this age of like, I can just look anything up on YouTube, but like, it didn't even matter. Like, it was still fun just to like look up on YouTube mm -hmm. what all the secret classes were and dive in after them and find it because it was still really challenging. I mean, they really, really nailed that. And, you know, <laughs> not to dive too deep into it, but they the support on the game was amazing, too. I mean, we were getting quality of life updates every week. I mean, Insane. we were getting little little tweaks here and there that were so important for the game. And so I, I just really got, um, how do I put this? You know, the, the developer really sold me and I intend to follow yeah. their, their titles moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see. And they, I'm pretty sure have announced DLC. Um, mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they did. I think they were, because yeah. they were surprised by how, I think they had planned to do that before before the the game had kind of come out but i think now that it's been more successful than they originally anticipated i mean it got like nine out of tens and stuff like across the board if not 10 out of tens so Absolutely. i'm pretty sure that they're gonna drop new content as well um and, and i will be playing it for yeah sure. certainly and before we jump off that train i want to kind of laugh a little bit at it about like how much it takes from dark souls like it doesn't even hide the fact that they take from Dark Souls, like there's literally like a Praise the Sun like emote, and the one of the worlds is like straight up Bloodborne, which yeah. I think is like awesome. And it's like this nice homage. They're like, hey, like we're respecting the <laughs> the the OG here, but we also want to show how much we love it. But the game is awesome. It's awesome. Um, really kinda talking really about it makes me want to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, now I want to play it <laughs> again. <laughs> we kind of <laughs> took a couple of weeks off, but now I want to do it. You know, um, but. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of that, so if so if we haven't been playing Remnant, what have we been playing lately? I'd love to love to hear about that. We also got a couple, you know, releases recently with some big ones. Mm -hmm. Boulder's Gate three came out. Armored oh. Core six came mm -hmm. out. Um, Starfield. Starfield came out. Oh my <laughs> you god! Forget that one. <laughs> I forget. It's so big. It's just too big. It's so uh, uh, run me through years. that. Yeah. No. Great segue. Thank you for that. Uh, and so. I I'll go ahead and start. So I mean, oh man, it's like we skipped like two weeks, and I feel like it's like five years in video game world. Um, so Armor Core, been playing it. It was one of my most anticipated in like a couple episodes ago. Awesome, has some goods, has some bads. We'll talk about that. Starfield that came out like a week ago. We played yep. the living shit out of that. We're going to be talking about that, too. Also has some goods, has some bads. Let me see. Baldur's Gate 3, no bads. All good. No bads. <laughs> so I'm good. Literally, I cannot. I, I, this is funny, because I, I I am a huge Baldur's Gate fan. Baldur's Gate 1 was one of the first video games, like, I ever dug my teeth into before, you know, I really could even dig my teeth into oh, games. Yeah. Dad showed um, us that I, game. Yes. on That was on, you know, old, old, like oldest computers you guys could imagine like windows 98 easily um <clears throat> anyway i love boulders gate one i love boulders gate two i love um crpgs i'm terrified to even start boulders gate three Dude. i haven't started it yet because 
I know I'm going to dive into it so deeply, and I know I'm going to love it so much. I also love Divinity Original Sin 2. Like, uh-huh. I love Larian. So I it's just funny because I told myself, like, don't get it early access. Don't get it early access. Like, wait for it to release. And now that it released, I'm still scared to play it because I, I know. know I'm going to love it so I'm much. I'm 10 hours in, and I'm not even past the, like, first introductory zone. Because I just spend so much time, like, diving in. Let, let's just start with this game. Let's just start with Baldur's Gate 3. Let, let's do it. And we'll, we'll probably, let's say, yeah, okay, I'm not going to try and plan this out. Baldur's Gate 3. So, like Tyler said, we have been a Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 fan since literally, like, when they released. And this game is so much more than those games were, which is insane to say because I love those games. But, like, it's yeah. such a modern rendition. And the it's literally as Dungeons and Dragons a game could possibly be, and in the best way, in the best ways. Right. And I literally don't know how you could do yeah. better than this because you you have your party. It has an amazing story up front. It throws you into the action. It gives you so much freedom that I'm blown by how they must have designed this. Like how they yeah. were able to into like have all these like have your characters' backgrounds be important. Have all these like thousand variables always come up it's like it'll be like i'll be in a quest line and i'll see like a pal i'm a paladin so to say like oh here's a paladin like voice line and it's like i'll click on it and you know and then i'll have some new interaction with this character and i'm just like oh my god and then my my like teammates or whatever will be like oh they have something to say now and they're like chumming in i'm like the voice acting and the the like they, the hours of voice acting they must have put in. Like I cannot, I, I doubt there's a game out there that could match it. It's, and same thing with the cutscenes. Like everything is a cutscene, yeah. but in a good way. Like it feels yeah. like it's like engaging the story. And something that I learned recently is you can interrupt the cutscenes. And what? Yeah. So like if you're, for instance, like watching someone get killed, you can actually like at the bottom there's actions you can do, and it can be like attack, Whoa. and you can you can cut off the cutscene early and attack. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is insane. And oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not I even. Mean, I'm not even. I, I, like, this isn't even like the beginning of like what this game is capable of. It is absolutely insane. I'm just like I. I mean, obviously, like I said, I haven't played it yet but I've seen plenty of footage and, and what's going on. And it's just, it really took all the best aspects of Dungeons and Dragons. It took the best aspects of these video games. And it's just created this incredible cinematic like experience that, mm-hmm. that really encapsulates the feelings of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I just, it's baffling to me, like you said, you know, how did they branch off so many different dialogue options and, and, different you know scenarios and things like that like it's it's baffling and once again i'm terrified to play it because mm-hmm. i i know i'm just gonna dig in so deep and probably not sleep for three days mm-hmm. yeah it if you're of the type of gamer who has to do every side quest and has to explore every nook and cranny and has to do every possible rendition of a game this is not the game for you because you will never ever ever finish this game <laughs> it's like there's so much to do. And so and like your starting character, like you honestly, if you wanted to like what hundred percent this game and like consume every inch of content it has, you'd have to roll every character and beat mm. the game with that character and you'd have to make a thousand different decisions. Like it's it's insanely complicated, but in like the coolest way. And I mean I like I said, I'm not very far into the game. I may have yeah. hours into the game, but I have 
barely scratched the surface. I'm not even at Baldur's Gate yet, and they keep talking about, like, hey, we should probably go to Baldur's Gate. And I'm like, hey, I'm busy doing a side quest. And and it's just crazy. I mean, like, you can do things, like, for instance, like, uh, you have, it, I mean, it's straight up Dungeons & Dragons. So you have your action, you have bonus actions and stuff, and that's during, like, combat. But, like, in or out of combat, you have things, like, it, you can jump. And it's an action you do, or you can like, I don't know, throw something or whatever. And so it lets you do some really creative, fun things. And like, they literally designed the game for you to basically break the rules of the game. Yep. So like in a standard game, you know, you may see like an object that you couldn't really reach, but you're like, hey, if I kind of jump up in this like weird way and kind of do this finagling on the shimmy along this mountain ridge, I can actually get there early. They kind of designed this game for you to be able to do that on purpose. Which yep. is wild. I did see a note from the developers talking about how much they loved that everyone was breaking the game in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. And that that go- definitely is a thing in Divinity too, right? Like you would like get all these explosive barrels and like put them <laughs> in your inventory and then yeah. like shove them out somewhere and blow up everyone. But yeah. like I, I just think that's so fun. It's the ultimate sandbox in that method. Like yeah. I cannot wait to play it myself. Um, but I think you know since I you know, can't give my personal, you know, input yet quite on this one. I think this is a good transition to kind of talk about the big game that just released that we were anticipating. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is Starfield. Woo! Um, so my, you know, I've, I've obviously put in, I've put in about 15 hours so far to Starfield. Obviously we had, oh no, about 20 hours. Let Sorry look, about that. Yeah, I'm going to look up, bring up my Steam. I got to see, this is probably uh, awful. I'm about 20 hours in. Ooh. Obviously, we had to do some traveling for family events, but um, 33 hours, you know, baby. Oh, jeez, wow. <laughs> um, I have been following, you know, the online conversations fairly closely with this game, and and I, I, you know, there's a lot of agreement and disagreement. I think it's a really incredible game that they've crafted. It really has some groundbreaking ideas to it and Uh and some really amazing things and then there's other areas where i'm just like it feels like it was a step backward from the bethesda quality that i've expected and so you know it's it's right now i and i honestly truly based on what others have said and what i'm experiencing believe that it is a game that just kind of gets better the more you play it so yeah Although I'm really enjoying it, I also really, like, need to keep pushing myself to play it mm-hmm. in order for that, like, investment quality to really be there. Totally. I. It's funny that, that the way that you, you, like, phrased that, that you said, like, the quality wasn't there. And it's so funny. I almost think that it's, it's, it's like, almost reversed for me, where it seems like a really high-quality game as far as, like, the, the mechanics and stuff like that. I haven't really run into any bugs which is so unusual yeah. for a Bethesda game, right? Like, usually, you know, the, the clipping is usually horrible and the spawning of, like, your, your allies and stuff, like, all around you is known oh, to be, Oh, my allies like, are all over the yeah, place. Yeah, and stuff like that. And I haven't had a single problem in this game with that. On the flip side, however, and I think this is what you mentioned. So, like, that is a really high quality to me. Like, the, qual- like the, the, like the amount of bugs and stuff like that. Performance, yeah. The performance, performance of the game, yeah. massive improvement. I mean, of course, you're, you could probably find something in, in whatever, but... As far as like a launch title, AAA, you know, came through on this one. Yeah. However, yeah. as far as like the the typical like I'm going to use Skyrim as the example here because that's just the the one. And so like the the Skyrim narrative 
and the Skyrim kind of um, what? How do I say this? Like exploration adventures that you have, right. where like you walk in any direction, and within ten minutes you're on a new adventure you didn't expect to be on, right? Absolutely. And you're like, oh shit! Some guy ran up to me and told me that this thing happened, or, or I ran into a cave, or some bear attacked me, and he had a note in his stomach, or some shit. Yep. You know, you're just like. Whatever that does absolutely does not happen in Starfield. You could be walking in any direction on a planet, even if it's a populated planet with a city, and for ten minutes, and you're gonna you might it's nothing. It's just barren wasteland, and you're just like, this is different. And I don't know if it's necessarily different, good yet, or different. Like I, I to a way, like I keep trying to justify this in my head because I, I do really enjoy the game. I space. And, like, Bethesda open-world sandboxy yeah. kind of stuff is, like, so my alley. A dream. Yeah, yeah exactly. But and I'm like, okay, maybe they're just trying to – this is, like, a di- – I, I was like, first off, I can't compare this to Skyrim. Totally different thing, right? So I'm, like, trying to get that out of my head. But second, I'm like, okay, it is space, which is <laughs> mostly empty. Right. So, like, are they just kind of going for realism here? And they're like, okay, you know, like, hey – but at the same time, like, is realism fun? <laughs> right. Is, that, well, yeah. That's you know, the big question, isn't it? Right. I mean, I don't know. Just to go dive into what you were saying there, like, to follow up on it a little bit. It's, you know, I, I, I think, although it's harder to compare it to Skyrim, I don't think it's super hard to compare it to Fallout 4. True. Um, I think a lot of this game reminds me of Fallout 4 in the sense yeah. that it's like, I'm dropped into this world, you know, I'm given this this hub. I have all these crafting tables that I can choose to use or I can choose to not use. I have the skill system, you know, that highly dictates how my character is going to play. And, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, how the skills kind of play out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and, and to be honest, like to to kind of counter your point, I have run into a lot of things that was like, you know, for uh, I don't want to ruin anything, of course, but like you know, you run into this, you you find these guys, and they drop this notepad that takes mm-hmm. you, that starts a quest, and that quest leads you to the secret base where you can get like some of the best gear in the early game, and, yeah. and that was you know that was super cool. It was honestly like my favorite thing I've run into so far. But like on the flip side, like you can like very easily not have noticed that and like the way that they did the fast traveling is a little bit weird to me because i think on one end they gave you all the room to fast travel that is necessary for a game of this size right like it's a huge game and like i don't have the patience to like walk between half a planet like you know every five ten minutes like Mm -hmm. so having fast travel options is pivotal right yeah yeah But if I can, like, fast travel inside of the cave to another planet's building, then I feel like I'm missing out on on a crucial gap moments. And if we think about a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Oh, yeah. In Red Dead Redemption, this was – actually, this is one of my favorite um, active uh, (laughs) – I don't even know what you call these, you know, surprise quests – Right. Sometimes in Red Dead, you're just like walking down the street and someone's like in a gunfight and they start shooting you and then you can shoot them and you ended up saving like a a couple and their kid or, you know, these like these uh, organically experienced parts of the world that make it feel alive. Yeah, Um, exactly. 
and there are moments like that in Starfield. There's probably more than I've experienced so far. But if I didn't go out of my way to yeah. teleport to my ship, uh, launch my ship, kind of wait around, and then warp, I wouldn't have experienced it. Yeah, it. Uh, that's yeah, exactly. And like the, the you bring up another point. So like the the fast travel is superb, almost a little too superb. But the locomotion between that is awful. It's the only way to get around as well as I mean, maybe I can unlock something in the future. But as far as I can tell right now, the only way to get around is by walking. And so you land on these like barren planets sometimes. And I'll be like, all right, the thing I need to get to is 1500 meters away from me. I'm walking for like minutes with nothing. Yeah. It's a fucking barren wasteland. And I'm right. like, and it, where's yeah. the fun in this? <laughs> where's the and like nothing's happening? Not a nothing, you know? So, right. And and that's kind of what you were talking about with Skyrim. It's like, or even Fallout, right? Where it's like, you you're walking and there's something. It feels like there's something happening that has nothing to do with you that you can interact with. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, like I don't feel that in Starfield. It's felt like every mm -hmm. quest has been something that I have to be actively yes. part of and and kind of make happen. Drive. You're the driving and, force of everything. Yep. And and one thing I, I you know, not to like linger on criticism too much, because we do really like this game, obviously. Um, but I think it's important to talk about it and I it, it's mm -hmm. it's okay to criticize things that you enjoy. Um is like the main story. So I, you know, I was like, okay, I want to just do the main story for a while. Like, I, I think it's an important part of these kind of games to not like diverge too much because then you're going to, you know, lose yourself. So I, I did a quite, you know, a, a good chunk of the main story quests. Anyone who's been playing the game um, knows that there's like one story quest that kind of like gives you something that, you know, is that you want to like, kind of get before you start doing things and yeah. you know i did a few more after that and and it's not that like i didn't like them but like with the exception of a couple of the quests they were the exact same thing yeah. and it was go like, here go to a touch, cave and kill everyone cave, kill touch, everyone touch and then get this relic right yeah and like I was kind of, like, really disappointed because, like, there was, like, four or five of those. And it wasn't just, like... And the caves you know, were, like, simple. And, like, the, the yeah. there's, like, nothing to it. You're like, all right, there's some pirates. All right, I killed the pirates. Uh, and the most recent ones <laughs> I just did, there was... I, I, I It's hard to say without ruining any aspects of the game. But basically, you have someone hunting you, you know, who, mm -hmm. who want these relics. There's just one of them. And I'm, like... uh okay like i came to get this relic i i was offered no resistance and then one guy showed up and tried to kill me to, and i'm like that's just lame man give me something else i mean you know i gotta say like there is quests that it was like you know i had to go to a planet and negotiate and we did this whole mm -hmm. deal and i like that but like that was one yeah. <laughs> of those quests why is like why I I rather have I think every relic should be somewhat of an experience as opposed to this like yeah clearly copy and pasted idea you know yeah like, they we found it in a cave they like you know kind of circling back to the week where we started on this one like they clearly spent a lot of time building the universe building the 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 flying in the ship and building the ship creation and building all this outpost stuff you can build on the planets and 
then they got to the story. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. then they started adding things in or, or whatever. And a lot of it does feel pretty vanilla. You know, if you play like games, like let's say like the Witcher three, right. Which is like the, 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 the gold kind of standard a, yeah, of gold amazing standard. narrative quest lines, even for side quests, right? Like every, there's not one oh, yeah. fetch quest in that entire game. And someone out there is probably like, you son of a bitch, there is a fetch quest. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I'm being, I'm, 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 you know, I'm being, yeah, exactly. I'm just, you know, trying to make a point, but there's like every single quest has heart and you're like, Oh my God, I remember almost every quest in Witcher three and I have the worst memory in the world. So that says something. And I don't, barely remember shit in starfield and i have like 30 something hours in it already like i'm really and, and the hoping amazing thing about that witcher 3 is like everything that you do affects the game too yeah and that was always so cool like you go to a, a village or something and they're like oh yeah we used to have a werewolf problem and you're like oh yeah i just killed those werewolves yeah like, yeah cool but i mean i'm hoping you know get into the game more and and Maybe it'll expand. And, you know, let's be honest, Bethesda relies a lot on their modders. So I'm in the modding, like, Discord and, like, just, like, checking things out. And there's already, like, a community patch going. There's already, like, all these people who are, like, reverse engineering the game and doing stuff. So, like, give it a year and it's, it's you know, there's going to be all sorts of crazy shit in this game. So maybe they were like, hey, let's just make a really good platform and the modders yeah. will take care of everything else, which... Yeah. I mean, and it's a hell of a platform. Like, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a world they've created. I mean, just to talk about some of the positives, like, you know, I love the spaceships. I think they've really nailed that. Yeah. Um, the way that the, um, you know, you, you fly around and, like, you can divert your power to different places. Like, I, that feels great. I love it. I yeah. wish I was doing it more. I wish I was, yeah. you know. Um, I think the, the spaceship design is really cool. Mm -hmm. It's intimidating, but it's super cool. Yeah. The um, skills are really nice. I know you were kind of hesitant about the skills, but I like the, the skill tree, actually. I like the skill tree, but I'm, I think they've done a lot of things. There's a lot of skills that you, things you cannot do unless you pick the skill, including stealth. Yeah, which stealth. Is just, really you know it's just i don't know i kind of think that's cool like if you have a yeah. character that doesn't have stealth capabilities you do yeah. not have stealth capabilities yeah. you know what i mean like they're like hey oh. like you didn't choose stealth you don't you're, you're just crouching like an idiot <laughs> you know <laughs> no and i agree I, I i don't dislike the skill system in fact i think it's one of the things i enjoy more um you know i i you know i think how do I put this? You know, I think there's some really great foundation there. Um, the cities are all beautiful. I loved each city I've been to, whether it's Mars or Neon or New Atlantis or uh, Atlanta. <laughs> I keep calling it New Atlantis. Um, I think I really enjoy what I'm seeing. I just want to be able to interact with it in a more substantial way. Um, and and that's kind of goes into what, I'm, what I was saying earlier about the quality i specifically kind of mean more on the dialogue side i think yeah very in bethesda games i'm i have a standard where i feel like i can kind of be a few things you know i can be mm -hmm. i can be good i can be neutral i can be evil and kind of everything in between i i don't necessarily feel like i'm getting a full range of options in starfield and as a character who has persuasion 90 percent of the time i'm able to persuade yeah. my way it's a little too this. op <laughs> yeah you get like so, this, the second like level in it and it's like you can't fail yeah and so i'm like i've i'm almost any situation i run into even if i'm like 
man, I kind of want to... Like, honestly, the first mission, excuse me, you get, you can persuade the pirate captain to stand down. Mm-hmm. I did it, and then I shot her in the face for her weapons and gear. Because yeah. I was like, I, I don't want to... I, I don't... I, I want to play the game. <laughs> like, right. So, um... Do yeah. a full, like, pacifist run. No weapons. Oh, you could totally do it. Yeah. You could totally do it. You could. Because you can grab jump out of situations and all that. So, um, I... I I think it's amazing how many planets there are. I think, you know, I think the outpost building has a lot to be desired, but yeah. it's a cool idea. Um, I hope I, they I, update that a little bit. You know, the more guns I discover, the more I have fun with them. Um, I'm a little, you know, I was a little annoyed with how many types of ammo there are because it's oh my so, God, so impossible. Much. You to, have like, to I'm buy. I'm always out of ammo. Yeah, I'm but, always out of ammo. I mean, it, realistically, if you're like in that kind of a, you know, you're not going to get all of your ammo off the dead bodies of your enemies. You know what I mean? Sure. I, that's I mean, the way yeah. I kind of justified it. I was like, all right, I got to buy the ammo that I use the most. Wah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fair. And it's fair. Um, I just, you know, it, it's just something to get used to as you play the game, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I did just start, like, doing some of the more, like, faction-based quests. And I'm finding those to be really fun. Um, so, like, I think there's mm -hmm. just, like, areas where the game is a little bit stronger that I actually haven't just been diving yeah. into yet. Yeah. Um, so, so although, you know, I've, we have a lot of criticism, I have a lot of criticism, criticism to share, I still am playing it. I'm still enjoying yeah. it. And, it's still really you know, fun. It's still really I, fun. You know, yeah, I still want the DLC. I can't wait to, you know, finish the campaign and, and keep diving into is things. There, is there DLC? Because... Is that At like, least one, yeah. Oh, there is? Because that's one thing uh, I know we probably should probably move on a little bit because we only have like five minutes left, but uh, Bethesda's not really known for like, they, they do updates to their games, certainly, but usually they're not like these huge mega packs. Um, well, think about Fallout 4 because that's the most recent one. They had several deals. Yeah, they had, well, one. I guess that's true. I guess I'm, I'm yeah. tripping because they did have the like base building DLC. Did they have Even any like narrative? Oblivion had DLC. Well, Oblivion, did... it was the no. golden age of Bethesda. Let's be honest. That was the peak, <laughs> even above Skyrim, in my opinion. Skyrim was a greater scale and a greater technological achievement, but Oblivion was like chef's kiss, you know, like perfect. It's, it so, like... it's such a funny game. Like, I love it. But but not to diverge too much, like they definitely have at least one planned. Um, I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I, we're definitely going to be modding the shit out of this. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm even going to try and give it a go, which I've never done before, which will be fun. Um, uh, all right. Well, we lovely. only have a few minutes left, and I did want to talk very quickly about Armored Core. Did you play it at all? Just uh, on your Steam Deck. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that was one of my anticipated games, so I feel like yeah. you know we should talk about it at least for like a minute. Yeah. And Armored Core. Where do I even start with this? So I've played the original Armored, Armored awesome. Cores, like Armored Core like three, I think it was like the best one back in the day. And super fun, right? So you build a mech and it's very customizable and it's like mission based. And you so you like jump into a mission, you're like a mercenary. And uh this is how it's always been, and this is how it is still in this game, right? And then you get like a grade. Um I don't know if you get graded in this one or not, but I at least I haven't seen it. It doesn't do like the end screen with a mm. grade on it. It does tell you how much money you like spent or whatever, you know, your ammo and everything like that. But anyways, uh, does it feel like an Armored Core game? 100%. They like very much made it like the same as I remember it being back in the day. Um, obviously with some like, you know, it's obviously a new game now. It's not like old, but 
it's same customization, even some of the same parts I remember, like the like quad legs yeah. and the like different kind of like legs you can do and the different kind of arms and stuff like that. Um, they broke, don't fix it. Yeah, right? exactly. That's the way. That's what I feel like they did for this one. Um, so the you know that's kind of the good. Like I, that feels good. The the combat feels really good. It feels very fluid. Doesn't feel like a Dark Souls game. I know everyone's gonna be like, "Well, does it play like Dark Souls?" Because it's a FromSoft game. Um, no, it doesn't feel like a Dark Souls game. However, my biggest criticism in the entire game, and this is, I think, is a pretty common criticism, is that you go from, like, taking out the, like, cannon fodder guys, which is, you know, just the regular baddies on the level, where you're, like, mopping them up. Like, they're just easy dirt on the ground to you. And then you'll hit a boss, and they'll wipe you out in, like, a hit. And you're like, mm. oh, my God. And so then you'll have to go back and rebuild your your, like your build to make sure that you're like, all right, he's really strong in this. I got to get up close or do blah, 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 whatever. And then you got to play the mission again to get to him. And it's like the, the difference there is so massive. It's stark. It's yeah. startling. And you're like, I was not prepared for this. So like nothing up until this point prepared me for this boss battle. And it was like, I, all right, you know, not that I've played it as much as you have, but I just don't like the idea of, like, want, having a build I like to kill the minions and then getting to a boss mm -hmm. and being like, oh, I, I now have a whole nother build I wish I had, but I can't change it. You yeah, know? it was, it did just disrupt the gameplay because yeah. I definitely had a build that I liked and that I enjoyed playing that I just felt was cool. Like, I felt like a badass with my dual mini guns and shit. But it didn't work against the boss at all. And then I was like, ah. So I had to go change everything up and try new things and stuff like that. And the bosses were so hard. Like, you know, Dark Souls hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. In a game that is not as deliberate, I would say, with its attacking. So, like, in Dark Souls, everything is deliberate, right? Every swing of the sword or axe or whatever spell is deliberate. And the character has, like, a animation to build up to it and done. In right. this one, very everything is... Very, yeah. yeah. And, like, the hitboxes are real crisp and stuff. But in this, it's a much more wild. Um, not that it's not, like, it doesn't have that same level of, like, quality, but it's, like, it's so much more fast-paced that mm. it doesn't... You By the time you're thinking about it, you're already being hit, like, you're like he's he's already hitting you with a thousand missiles or something. So you're not only you're dodging missiles, but then he's shooting you with the Gatling gun and all this shit. So like, there's no opportunity for you to like dodge in the same way or to be as the same level of skill. And I'm sure there's some players out there that are like massively skilled that are like dancing oh. around these bosses. But for the average player, it yeah. it's like okay, like yeah, there's certainly a strategy for every boss. But at a certain point, like what you're using does matter. You can't beat yeah. the boss with the like the starting weapon you know what i mean i mean maybe somebody can but nobody realistically is going to be able to do that uh so that was like my biggest criticism i haven't beaten the game yet i'm probably like halfway through it but mm -hmm. is it fun yes it's fun is it hard it's very hard um <laughs> it's it's the story is a little mundane it's like you're a mercenary and you're trying to you know like find this rare resource on the planet like that's it so far um and i'm right. you know like so many hours in so if there's some big drop of story chunk that's going to happen they're taking quite a long time to get there yeah um uh, yeah i mean i'm really looking forward to picking it up to be honest i i've i try to complete one game before i move on to the next and uh the game i was completing well this was that game was being dropped was uh final fantasy 16 and maybe yeah. we'll have more time to get into it uh on our next podcast here um but yeah i was able to beat beat 16 i i i'm a huge final fantasy fan i've played i've beaten 
a majority of them. Um, I thought it was a really enjoyable game. I thought it got better as it went, and it was beautiful. Probably the most beautiful Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. yet, in my opinion, um, as far as looks and graphics go. Um, I do have some, you know, some soft criticisms, but all in all, I thought it was a really great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, highly recommend it for any of those JRPG fans out there. Um, yeah, I still got to yeah. beat it. I'm like probably halfway. I don't know. You never know. I, I never know. Yeah. Those games, like you never know until you beat it, right? Totally, but yeah. Um, I'm glad way. I beat it because um, this week uh, I have another hugely anticipated game coming out that's going to be Mortal Kombat 1. Any of my fighting game friends out there, um, I am so excited for this. Uh, I've, you know, Alex and I have both followed the Mortal Kombat pr- franchise forever. Um, um, I've definitely played into the, com- you know, the more competitive scene. I say that like being terrible, but like, um, I do enjoy, you know, digging into it a little bit, having a main and all that good stuff. And so I'm really excited. It looks gorgeous. The roster is is really amazing the dlc characters look awesome um the whole the whole isn't megan fox in it (laughs) yeah so she yep she's voicing uh narada natara natara sorry um she that's an old character we haven't seen since like the early 2000s um so i'm really looking forward to digging my teeth into that one um my my main and uh mk11 was jade and she's not making an appearance in this one so i gotta go through the fun process of picking a new main character which i will definitely do while i play through the story until the dlc and then they're like jade and you're like ah i gotta learn her again (laughs) yeah if they i'll just i'll i would be so happy but the i don't know if you saw but like the other uh dlc packs are like homelander yeah and omni man yeah so it's gonna be so cool yeah. so um, i just love ones. i love their their way of game making i've always been another realm and a, a midway you know uh yeah. fan so yeah. that one will definitely uh update you guys on our next podcast how we're how we're enjoying that i'm sure i'll convince alex to join me yeah probably um, i'm not a big world. fighter game guy but i am a big mortal Kombat guy so it's i'm like i don't really care for the fighter scene you know what I mean? I, like I, it's a big scene. Yeah, so. I, I'm not about that, but I do like the Mortal Kombat like lineage and the story, and I like yeah. the characters, and I do play those games, so I would be interested. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. The story is really cool. I, I know you know this, a lot of people have criticism of the story, but I, 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 one, I don't expect it to be like amazing, but mm-hmm. it's fun. Like they reset the entire timeline in the last game. Liu Kang is now an elder, basically a god. Uh, Raiden is now a normal person. I just <laughs> I just think that's so fun. Just like, like, wild, I, yeah. It doesn't have to make sense to me. I just love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, it's all about fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. Well, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and close off the podcast because we're out of time, but I feel like we can all, you know, I mean, video games, we could talk about it forever. So thank you for joining us for this podcast. Sorry for delaying. We will be back, not next Tuesday, but the one afterwards. So catch us then. So don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. You can also find us on social media at Pixelated Realms or Pixelated Realms Podcast. Thank you very much.